1: Yeah. I already have the glass in my hand. I know, and I I already want to do this, right? Because yes. Because it smells so good. It smells doesn't so it? good. It it's <gasps> so
0: tasty. It's like so elegant. I just I just wanted to picture myself like here in front of the microphone already with the the glass in my hand. I mean, this is like. If a, if a listener could, like, take a picture right now, this would be a picture they'd want to frame, for sure.
1: <laughs> Before this episode is over, you will be lying on the countertop here singing some song. What song will it be? I don't know yet. I don't know yet,
0: but I'm sure the inspiration will hit me. We'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, our guest, Alicia, may... Uh, sing a song you know since uh, that is knows? within her specialty yes <laughs> if, the,
0: if, if the if the beverage oh, man. inspires her right. <laughs> it be a whole different thing <laughs> we're happy to go there yeah <laughs> so anyway yes it's absolutely lovely um yeah, we're kind uh, we're just of like jumping right in. We are
1: jumping in because we're so excited about this bottle that we're drinking today. We don't
0: want to like waste any time talking about our week and like how <laughs> we're doing or anything like that. Because like, whoa, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, it's just cares? another week. Yeah, who cares? And we
0: worked. We like paid bills and. Uh,
1: and know, now we're here doing. We our sent our some emails, thing.
0: right? Oh, uh, definitely. Sent some text messages. Probably took some pictures. Drank some wine.
1: You know, I did have a party. You did have a party, yeah. The Femisend that was kind of a thing. That right? is not necessarily a party,
0: Emily. <laughs> that that was a launch. You it actually was. had the launch, had launch of a new initiative here in St. Louis yes. called Femisend. It went over very well. It's yeah. the unnetworking mm-hmm. that was air quotes, so that everybody could see that I did out there. Unnetworking event because so many times one of I, like our main frustrations with going to like networking is so cheap it can be yeah. cheesy it can be forced it can be yeah you can you kind of feel like you got a shower Kinda after icky. you leave yeah and so you and
1: yeah Denise. our friend Denise
0: Noddin yeah. um who you've listened to here on this on this uh, yeah the podcast, Good News Network yeah Good News Network you created Femisend mm-hmm. to create a, an environment for women to to meet for entrepreneurs, for women, yeah. business women, for whatever, just to like connect without that ickiness of yeah. like collecting business cards and like how many do you have at the end of the night and really try to make some solid connections and build relationships. Yeah. We're, we're
1: saying we are going to be your new bra because we want you to build relationships authentically. <laughs> Not because they're going to walk
0: around and hold your boobs no. out.
1: Oh, I mean Emily of- <laughs> does have
0: she I mean she her boundaries are kinda like out there. Depending or, on know. how much
1: champagne I've had. But we, we it is a hopefully decor- she'll hold
0: up her own boobs <laughs> before she holds everybody else's up.
1: But it definitely is a, a, a an organization to lift and support, which is where we came yeah, up with the bra. whole cheeky yeah. idea of bra. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's just it's all about empowering women to help them in their ventures. And it's it's a very complimentary space off of what we're doing here with literally speaking, yeah. and building a community. So, yeah. so we it, had that launch, it was, and it was well attended, it was really fun, well
0: received. And so
1: today, I thought, let's have some bubbles because we are celebrating that, and of course, we have a guest, an amazing guest here. We're that so loves excited!
0: Bubbles. I mean, everything about today is just awesome, and uh, and this episode yeah. is just awesome. So. All right, that's enough of like recapping our yeah, week. So we like, recapped like, mo- We did that.
1: We've done that. Moving on. So let's talk about the bubbles because this is pretty exciting. I, I I brought this bottle in. It was a you know, it was a gift from um, a listener.
0: A fan. That's right. A number one or two fan. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it was. And so um, I was like, okay, let's let's give this a go, you know? And I was, to be honest, a little hesitant because this bottle is gorgeous. So it's I'm always like, kind of like, is this just going to be an outside package with no substance on the inside? Like most
0: men you do <laughs> these days. <laughs> right. There's an outside package, not much on the inside, well, not much of well, substance.
1: I know. Does anybody here speak Spanish?
0: I uh, No not habla espanol Spanish. Okay,
1: because this is a cava So I was okay. hoping, because I know I'm going to not masterf- masterfully so it's French with an O, okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: just, okay, or well, an S, like an S Okay, well I will try So this is made by Sigura uh, Viudas So V-I-U-D-A-S Viudas Viudas, viudas. Yes. I would sure, say. Sure, yes. It's a Brut Reserva. Um, reserva. Hair dod. Herradad, come. Okay, we will have pictures of all of this.
2: <laughs> no, um, I don't speak Spanish, right. but I'll just correct everything <laughs> I you will. say. Like I <laughs> sounds do, sounds better.
1: <laughs> I will pretend. Um, it's 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 gorgeous uh, on the outside and on the inside. I mean, this has it like cast um, m- like a metal base and this beautiful like fleur de lis on the outside of the bottle. It's actually like this wonderful. I don't know, decorative Yeah, it's, it's, gorgeous. it's yeah. like pewter or, or I, yeah. I don't know. Oh, it was heavy, too. I know. It's very, so I was suspicious um, because of the yeah. decorative components, but I, I think this, You always need
0: to be suspicious <laughs> if they're too decorative, <laughs> and uh, and you're like, I don't know. I need to do some it's research. It's trustworthy.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I'm looking, looking at, I mean, these are tiny little bubbles oh, they, in this bottle. very good. Yeah. This taste méthode de champagne to me, I mean this this is very. It's got this. nice— of Yeah, I heard it yeah. tastes delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's got you know, it's got that kind of biscuity, bready kind of you know that yeastiness that you get um, out of you know some good champagne and uh, some honey and flower petals, and it's just it's really delightful. What do you think, Alicia?
2: It's. I don't know exactly what you just said, <laughs> <laughs> but it did blossom in my heart oh um, that that first sip literally on my left side, it was just so yummy and warm, uh. but I do taste like the champagne feel, right, um, which is why I like sparkling wines. Yeah. I like the bubbles bubbles make me feel good,
1: oh, me too, yeah, yeah.
0: these are definitely little tiny bubbles, mm-hmm. which is so nice, and it's and it's not a it's not a um a sparkling that's. Um, that like is all in your face mm-hmm. You know it, it's, it's not
1: overly sweet It's not overdone in any capacity In any capacity It's
0: yeah. very very smooth nice Which might be
1: something we need to pay
0: attention to mm-hmm. It might be so smooth oh, yeah. That we're all laying on, it'll, this, it'll on be, this It'll be gone before table. we're done
1: describing it Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me some more I'm not so sure
0: I know yet um, Yeah it's ve- it's light And uh, it's elegant
1: Mm-hmm so what, what what does this represent in the lingerie department?
0: I, I actually see like a very pre- pretty uh, flowy robe that is uh, covering up the matching uh, very thin or not very thin, but uh, sheer, kind of- sheer ish and not a whole lot of material mm. uh, bra and panty. Okay, you know, it's like it's all like a combo, very Hollywood, like think glamour, mm-hmm. like nineteen forties, yeah, like like with like some, some
1: fur like on penoir. the cuffs, yes, yes, yes. Ooh, that's yes. that's kind so just of
2: just walking around, flowing in the breeze, because it's with Saturday, a glass. yes, right, mm-hmm. of course, or
0: with it's, pearls, <laughs> or it's Wednesday at ten, mm-hmm. and this is what I drink at Wednesdays like, at ten a.m. I'm a
1: classy lady because I
0: I am glamorous. It's
1: very Katherine Hepburn and Cary yes. Grant, right? That kind yeah. Of- yeah, that time. Oh, I mean, that's where I that am. Set. That's where
0: I am. When I, I drink think this. this is
1: the set out of all the variations of descriptions of undergarments that we have experienced here, mm-hmm. that is the one that I I want. I want to wear it. Like I don't right know, now. Emily. You seem
0: pretty pretty <laughs> set on the one that came with like the black leather studs and oh, the I black did like that. Too. A <laughs> that's a totally different And, day. The and then the choke <laughs> collar. You can I mean have just both. I'm you just can saying. Have both. But you could like wear the really pretty robe over that right. and really throw him Combo. for a loop. Or like, come on in, yes, come in my Hollywood glamour.
1: Well, it would be like <laughs> the, it would be, it would be like Lady Gaga at the Met, right? Where you yes. like All every, yeah, it's like depending on Loved the hour, it. a new layer comes off and like, oh, I might be all like ethereal now, but studs are coming later. <laughs> all
0: right, do you have the stamina to get through all my my wardrobe <laughs> right. changes? Because that's how I measure my man these days. <laughs> I have 12 more to go.
2: Are you still awake? Right.
0: <laughs> you better be. And you better be able to comment on all of the ones that came before.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and please do not take them with you and put them in your pocket. Oh no, no, that is not okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: so that's uh, that's where I'm I'm thinking on this. I like it. this bottle, and I'm I'm really thankful to our number one or number two fan exactly, for exactly uh, for providing us this giving deliciousness. Us this yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. cheers, ladies. Cheers. Yeah. 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 Welcome, Alicia. Wow. So Alicia. Uh, and I met, uh, goodness, I would say, what, a year and a half ago now? Is that when we were on the same yes. set? So, Alicia Rev, like, did I say that? Alicia I, Reve. 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 Yeah, fine, no yes. I, okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so, we were both in a production of Uncle Vanya, like a contemporary yes, r- production. Oh, yeah. It's called a song for
2: Vanya? I yeah. Think? Oh, Vanya. <laughs> <laughs> Chekhov is already. One of those difficult things to digest for just an average theater goer, right? To slap music on top of it, right? And it's not your typical musical theater music. You have ton of dissonance and Mm -hmm. people singing on top of each other, and seven different people saying seven different things at the same time. Yeah, last week in the community made it more complex, right? Except you paid for it and you're trying to figure it out.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think I finally got it at our last performance, which was oh, how oh, many yeah. in, you know? So, yeah. right. It was it was a tough Complicated. One. And it was long. It was. It, it was, was a long was piece. a marathon. But the talent was extraordinary. And that's when I met Alicia. And she was definitely, for me, like one of the highlights of that whole production. I just, I, I, I adored her. I, and her talent was just, it. Oh my god! I was blown away by it. Yeah, and then you and I, Michelle, went I to see friends. right went to see the Wonderland. production of Wonderland, which is this contemporary take on Alice in Wonderland. And I was like, Oh my god! I know
2: that girl.
0: <laughs> and I said,
1: Oh my god! She needs to be on our podcast.
0: She's so good. We need to we need to hunt her down at the end of this show. Yes. we need to stand by the stage door and we need to give her our cards. That's and right. tell her she needs to be on our podcast Yes, and uh, you were very gracious oh,
1: as we came up to you this and like so
0: cool. hi fangirls
1: <laughs> hi we want you on our show but she remembered me. So that that's Yes. Emily, yes, thank hard to you forget. for
2: that by the way. Oh. From the fashions to the shoes. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh. I know you. Did she oh. have to be in the back? Cuz look at her. Oh gosh. No. Like, she's playing this instrument beautifully. Does anyone else hear this? I'm the I'm the only one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be the only one. That's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: I, you know what, I'm just glad it created a bond between yes. us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you were absolutely magnificent, Wonderland. Thank you. We really enjoyed the whole production of it. I was blown away by it. Um, and I, I forgive me, but what was the theater company that put it on? Metro
2: Theater Company. Metro So they theater. are a theater company for young audiences. Um, okay. And they are fantastic. They really put the the concept of youth and what they can handle which is a lot more than what some other companies do it's very chummy cheesy disneyish uh, d- very disneyish where metro is throwing complex ideas at these mm-hmm. children and they're eating them up like m&ms yeah and they're yeah. processing it and um i love the work that metro does it's It's one of a kind, I could say. There's not too many situations where I've sat there and thought, man, this is some powerful work. Yeah. You know, I think we
1: underestimate our children and the capabilities they have to process ideas, you know. For sure. And so I love that they're actually, you know, putting out their richer Mm -hmm.
2: content. Right. And, And challenging content. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they debrief with the children at the end of the shows. We all come back out, we do a Q&A, yeah. we do it with the public, we do it with the school field trips, and we, we get questions that are... You you get some of the surface questions, you know, the class clown who wants to be funny because I'm in front of all these people, so this is a great time to shine, which we love those two. We had a question about Spongebob one time, and only one person in the cast understood (laughs) what the question was because the rest of us was like, what is that?
1: Spongebob reference.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. Still don't know what you're talking about, but okay, got it. But you will answer this one, yeah. And then we had questions um, specifically with Wonderland, you know, why was the queen so mean? interesting and how do you walk in those platform shoes <laughs> and how do you all change so fast
1: yeah
2: um, so you see that they're processing a lot at a really quick quick rate um, yeah because where... it's not just
1: about like absorbing the story but we understand that this is a production and you're right. doing things behind the scene right. and
2: this is like magic yes and they're seeing people change from character to character to character and it's really quick Mm-hmm. So it's like, OK, wait a minute. How'd you get that clothes on and then put those clothes on? Right. It's like there's there's a trick to the trick. So they like learning things about theater um, for a lot of them. This is their first ever theater experience, which is really great to understand that although we feel like a movie, we're not really a movie because we can hear you. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: So a lot of the hey, times Hey, what do you think about those clothes exactly, she's wearing? Exactly. A lot of the I times don't know. they think yeah. they're
2: really at the move. Like they'll say, I really enjoyed you in the movie. Oh, Seriously. wow. Seriously. And, and I go, thank you for coming to see our play. Because I want them to see that there is a difference. Yeah. But I mean, you were in a theater seat. So I get how you felt like it was a movie, but. We can hear everything you say. And yes, we see you taking a nap and that's okay too. It's <laughs> right. totally fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there are some people that pay a lot of dollars to have seats at the symphony that take naps yes. <laughs> on those yeah, on it's those concerts like, but you know They're right? meditating. They, right. You know. They are meditating. Like the sounds yes. wash over yes. them. The right. chakras are lining it's up. Sound yes. healing, right? right? It's yeah. So, yeah. what what was your very first theater
2: experience? Do you My remember first it? theater experience, I was Lady Macbeth in a Macbeth Jr. type of... It wasn't called Macbeth Jr., but that's how the script was written. It was truncated. It was small. Yeah. I was in eighth grade. We had a z- like zero dollar budget because I don't even remember a set being a part of it. Um, the director told us all to wear black and white. <laughs> 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 Anytime somebody tells you one flat color for everybody, you know you're not mm, getting a costume, right? Um, and then I'm pretty sure I bought my own crown from like U.S. Toy or something. Did was you like, Did you
1: wear it like I afterward? No.
2: No, I did not. I think think either like it broke, it 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 really tried to hang in there. It just didn't didn't pan out well. So
1: that was your did you actually like had you been exposed to had you been to see a theater prior to that? Or was your first exposure actually being on stage?
2: I think I'm gonna say that I did see a show. My parents would take us to go see. Other kids from church, like the older kids. So if they were playing basketball, my dad would scoop us up. He said, hey, it's cheap entertainment. I only have to pay $5 (laughs) at the door. I'm taking my kids. And I remember taking a few field trips to see shows, which I was grateful for that my school actually did in Kansas City. Um, so when I decided to do the play, I was like, you know what? I've done plays at church, yeah. which is a completely different thing. There's I no bet. structure.
0: At <laughs> church, no oh, yeah, structure. It's
2: just, here's a part. Figure it out. Don't mess it up. It's Easter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, I, I could tell. You I cannot can tell play Joseph at Easter. No. No matter well, how much you want to be Joseph no. again, you cannot play Joseph at Easter. I was married once with an actual donkey. Not an Easter road. No, for for, for Christmas. I was gonna say, well, not a whole lot of structure you said. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I got to ride down because our church had really, really long aisles. I got to ride down the aisle on a donkey, bareback. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my god, this donkey does not like me. They they're like, You gotta calm down. Your your vibe is messing up the donkey. (laughs) donkey. (laughs) I'm like, deep breathing how old were you when you did that oh gosh probably eight nine 10. Oh my god and I had a pillow as my <laughs> tummy which could they couldn't like safety pin right so it was just flat and <laughs> disgusting <laughs> somebody thought it was a really great idea to just have us ride down the aisle and then sit there for like 15 minutes while service was going on there's oh, no way like, on a, don- a tableau. still on the donkey <laughs> no the no. donkey and I don't even know where they got the donkey from Oh, um, one one of and our actually it wasn't. One of our it was church sheep, members it was like a sheepdog. Right? <laughs> this is random. But I think one of our church members knew a farmer and he it was random. That was the only year does they your did, mother have it? pictures of you? I hope not. Oh I hope so. It's from somebody's archive. Somebody has a picture of me with this weird donkey. <laughs> oh oh we're gonna find right. it. Right. a flat <laughs> a flat tummy. A.K.A. a pillow <laughs> underneath the, I don't know whose shirt that was. Looking yeah. angelic, right. oh yeah, and yet ready to give birth. Everybody
1: wants to All see an in, wow. eighth grade. Were you in eighth grade? No, she if said I she was, eight. Eight.
0: It was Oh, you yeah. want to see so an like eight-year-old a, like a, pregnant a, a, riding a, a, a donkey? Eight-eight-year-old,
2: yeah. <laughs> there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot a wrong lot of layers. <laughs> hey, I was the first. I was. I was cast first because somebody else had to play Mary the week after me. She didn't get a donkey. She didn't. Nope. It was Advent. That's what it was. That's why they did it week after week after week. I was like, I'm the first Mary. The rest of you are understudies. Oh my god! Hilarious. Wow.
1: My first experiences are not nearly as grand. What about yours, Michelle? Do you remember a first? my first theater experience that I
0: um. Was in or attended?
1: Well, which came first?
0: Well, so, like, um, I would say that the first live show that I could recall outside of church, Mm -hmm. we were living in Hawaii, and, um... A Chorus Lines national tour First oh. national tour was coming through And my mom knew Many of the original cast Members oh, Cool. and so Bayork Lee who was on the original cast She was directing this national tour They were coming through Hawaii And so my mom like called up to the hotel And Bayork was like Patty and so I got to go to Rehearsals of the oh show my God. Which was fantastic And then I, then I got to go see the show As a as a um, fourth grader, and then I had lots of questions during the show, like "What is gonorrhea?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> my mother, right my saying? mother's like, "Shh, you know, I'll tell you later, Michelle." <laughs> really? How do you spell that? You know? And then, um, and then the next day after the the show that we went to see, I don't remember if it was. I don't think we were at their opening night. I know my mom went multiple times. Um, we went to the hotel to pick Bioric up to take her on the the island to give her a tour and so it was like I we walked in um to the hotel room and of course they had, they had I don't know if they closed the show or whatever but there was they must have had some kind of a cast party but I remember being so impressed by the stacks of Kentucky fried chicken boxes all <laughs> over like, this they hotel must be room <laughs> I was like wow is this what it's like <laughs> sophistication is this what it's like to do to do Broadway <laughs> yeah so that was the first show I saw and then the first show other than ballet recitals oh, that I was in, yes. I was in sixth grade, and we lived in Alabama, and so it was the community theater on base, and I, we did Oliver, and I was um, Bet, oh. Oliver's girlfriend. So well, I did have my own great. little, like, you know, my own little like you know solo that I was scared to freaking death to do because you know. Mm. That stage good. fright. Yeah. It's a real I theme. mean, I enjoyed being on oh, stage right. and I enjoyed being a kid. I enjoyed dancing. I enjoyed singing along with other people. But when it came time to do my soul, I mean, I did it, but I don't know if I sounded very good. Yes. Yeah. I have no You're idea. Kind of like
1: out of body in that moment. Yeah. 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 So that was uh, mm. Oliver. Yeah. Uh-huh. was well, my that's first. Pretty amazing introductions there. Well, you know, I like yeah. to
0: overachieve.
2: Of course. <laughs> what about yeah. you, Emily?
1: My first introduction to theater was actually opera. Um, I was in of course, yeah. <laughs> yes. of course, it's opera. true sophistication yeah. <laughs> it was amazing uh, it was in fourth grade and um, my school actually did a whole program my class was like okay we're going to learn about an opera so we learned about the bartered bride we studied it and then we broke out into groups and had to do presentations on various understandings of acts and and then after we went through that program, we went to actually see the Bartered Bride. Oh, the you saw it. Yeah. So it was just an amazing experience because I you know, we, we broke it down, we understood it all and and then we went to see it performed, you know, and it was just amazing. And I I don't recall the language that that is in offhand, but I, I don't, Not English. It's I don't think it is. And I don't think it was even necessary because we had <laughs> studied it, yeah. you know, and is done it all Italian? of our little, I'm, I'm, I guess yeah, it would be probably. in Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, I could Google it real fast. Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll find out. We'll, we'll, we'll share. But it was um such an extraordinary experience. And I just, from that moment on, I was like, Hooked, hooked hooked on opera hooked with other opera. people were hooked on
0: phonics <laughs> right. and hooked on classics at that time but no Emily was hooked on opera hooked on opera
1: yes. one person one person in Peoria yeah. 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 yeah she
0: had her own her own fan club the hooked on <laughs> opera people she was president, treasurer, and secretary,
1: <laughs> and the lone member. <laughs> it, it, it was really...
2: everybody all right? Let's start the meeting. <laughs> um, Emily, you're late on your dues. She was, taking, it was <laughs>
1: taking minutes. I am.
0: <laughs> your check was returned, Emily. We need oh, no. you <laughs> for insufficient funds. We have to
1: kick you out of our opera club. <laughs> I think it's time for you to do some oh, fundraising. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay, yeah. so we're having
0: a way too much fun today <laughs> um, These
1: bubbles woo. So that was
0: your first exposure to But yeah. you had to have been in I
1: was show, So I what was, was your first show? I think my first show was like Beyond on, Recitals Yeah, well, you know, I, I did every school play That came about So the first one was like a Also Fourth grade-ish Time frame You know And it was I don't even remember The premise It was like a Christmas play And I remember my mom Made this um, Elf Costume for me, and I, you know, I I wore the elf costume. So it was it was, you know? it was not a
0: very religious
1: no. Christmas play. <laughs> it, was no. awesome. <laughs> it was very
0: secular. Dun, dun, dun. Did you like? Did, did your elf like uh, escort the donkey down the aisle with a <laughs> with, I mean. <laughs> with, with a child bride? with a covered ball basis a,
1: a pregnant eight year old on top? Yeah, I think oh, it, that God. sounds familiar.
0: <laughs> That's where you guys actually met the first time. It wasn't an uncle. Right. Bob. Vanya no. or whatever. Songs of Vanya. It was at that, uh,
1: <laughs> that <laughs>
0: Christmas play. Aisle. <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness. Well, ladies, our bubbles are treating us right and our glasses are empty. So let's take a brief break and refresh our glasses because there's more bubbly fun to come. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting us take that break. We've refilled our glasses. We hope you have, too. Unless you're driving, of course. But uh, we are continuing our conversation with Alicia Reve-Like, um, a wonderful actress here in St. Louis and musician and... Um, artist. 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 and Yeah. Renaissance woman. Renaissance woman. Definitely. I like Renaissance woman. I, yeah, I, I do, too. I think that's very fitting. Yes. Yeah. So um, you are uh, you're a working actress, yes. It's, and you're Thank primarily <laughs> you're primarily is primary primarily bubbles. Hello, theater.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, theater, theater, theater. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be venturing out into film Ooh. a little bit this summer. Tell us about that. So I'm working on a project called Brain Works. Um, very science-y. There's some doctors involved, and they're actually going to be in the production. Um, but is it I, a fiction? Does that mean it's a story it's, or is it like industrial? It's fictional stories with science information. Okay, so it's educational. The Nine Network oh, here in Can- oh, or Kansas oh. City, my gosh, bubbles here in St. Louis <laughs> will be doing it, and it's gonna. I'm really excited. I like putting science and the arts together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I do too. when I I know that people are going to be able to watch it, and so like things like Brain Games, which is now on Netflix, where they give you these scenarios and then explain to you what's happening in the brain. It's kind of like that. Okay. So you see a scenario, and then the doctors discuss what took place and what's happening inside, and then you see some more of the scenario. Uh, so I'm not a doctor, so I will be an actor. <laughs> and yeah, I'm excited. I think yeah. it's really cool. It's different. This will be. Will this be your first? This will be my first film. Yes, where I am aware that things are being recorded and they're being recorded on purpose. Mm-hmm. Where usually things are recorded, and I'm looking at it like, oh, oh, <laughs> hope I was great enough. Yeah,
0: yeah. One, uh, I was given some um, advice by a, a fellow impro- improv, actually, he was an improv coach. He is an improv coach, and he said to me one time, he said, "Michelle, I think that he said, you know, you're 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 good." <laughs> he said, but I, I'm just going to give you a little. Little hint to like be better. He said, I think a lot of times when you're up on stage, you're acting for a camera. Like there's, Mm -hmm. you have some great expressions on your face and, and sometimes, you know, like the inflection, but it's really, he's like, I can totally see where like if a camera was right up on you, it's perfect for it. He goes, but we're on, we're on a stage. So if you could just, magnify that Mm -hmm. so i you know so i have been working on that he said if you get to the point where you feel uncomfortable that's exactly where you Mm -hmm. need to be yes so do people tell you on the reverse hey we're
2: on film now (laughs) i did so one time a friend of mine he does um corporate videos yeah in the company he was working with they were looking for more minorities. So he sent them my information. I went in and I read for them. And they said, You know, you have great energy. And I thought, Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. What else? But keep working on um, it, it doesn't have to be so big. Yeah. Keep working on that. And then the combination of that with the teleprompter. But, but it's so much great potential. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> So, there is that that level of for theater, it has to be big because the people in the back need to see it. Yeah. And then, but then you also hear that the camera eats the energy up. So, you have to give the energy, but not make it so big where you're like you're crazy. Exactly. This is not Disney Channel. It's not children's television. Right. It needs to be fitting for adults, where in children's television, you can get away with. Being wacky, being sometimes. goofy, right? Yeah. You need to be. Do you have a preference? Just,
1: yeah. Do you prefer being overly goofy versus uh, like what you? What do you prefer?
2: I prefer dramas. I mm-hmm. used to prefer the overly goofy because it was easy. I'm overly goofy just on my own, mm-hmm. but the challenge of drama now for me is what intrigues me. The thought process, the the emotional connection, which is something I used to be afraid of. I used to mm-hmm. shun. And turn that part off of me, because um, I I personally did not cry in public. Interesting. And I was in high school, and I was like, oh, I don't cry in public. That's a, something I don't do. Nobody ever told me that that's like how life should be. I just yeah. decided this makes sense for me. I will never cry in public. And then having to need to do that my senior year in a play, and my my you know directors looking at me saying things like, you can totally do this. You just have to allow yourself that opportunity. Why would I do that? <laughs> like, yeah, why would I right. cry in public? So now as an adult understanding One it's totally fine to cry in public Cry wherever you need to Yeah. Um, and then the challenge of Getting myself there every night And getting myself there every night In a safe way An authentic so that c- way oh, Exactly yeah. so that I can come out of that Go back to living life and Right you're being, not carrying that actual correct. weight Of that
1: character home with correct. you
2: yeah, that's that's the exhausting part is when you can't turn it off. It can get I mean, we hear stories of of celebrities and a- mm. A-list actors. Oh, my actors, goodness. Yes. And you're like, oh, they're so fantastic. And then you look up. They were battling depression. or Oh, yeah. They did a character, got lost in the character, oh, could not come back out. Yeah,
1: you hear countless stories of oh, that. Yeah. So how do you what's your technique? How do you get yourself there?
2: Um, personal reflection. Reading the story, um, for example, I did Miss Julie, Clarissa, and John, where my character Clarissa had an estranged relationship with Miss Julie. Spoiler alert, turned out she was my half-sister. Oh. But she did not want to acknowledge me as her half-sister. We both knew it was true. It was, this was not a secret. However, um, I have a sister that I love dearly. So, having to look at the relationship that I have with her and thinking, "What if she decided to not be your sister, even though it is very apparent that you all are related and she just denied your relationship, Where would that put you and you grabbed onto that feeling exactly that emotion exactly every night every night, and then the 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 roller coaster of their relationship and um you know, Miss Julie knowing things about my mother that I didn't know about my mother, that she kept a secret that I finally found out. And that emotional flood of just getting information that you may have known was true, but it was confirmed and you can't take it. So those are the things. Um, and then mm-hmm. there are just moments where you just got to pull f- from your sad bucket Yeah, right. Uh, Okay, This we're tired of this sad story because your body can get exhausted. Three weekends, you know, show after show after show, your body does say, look, girl, we we know this isn't real. Just give it up. So then you go to your sad bucket and you search through and you find things. One of my go-tos for my sad bucket is my senior year of college. I lost my grandfather and my uncle in a span of two weeks. Oh. And so, both unexpected, or had one been sick, so you're well, like, "Oh, my grandfather I'm prepared for that." Had some complications with diabetes. Okay, so you're kind of so expecting that, this. And then my uncle had stage four lung cancer, mm-hmm. so he had just got sent home, and I'm thinking everything is great, but they sent him home so that he could be comfortable. Hospice, exactly. Um, so I lost him in the span of two weeks. So that is my quick go to for my yeah, sad bucket, right? Because yeah. when I do these shows, I always think, "Man, how cool." Would they? Would they think this is? They were investors, and to hear them as yeah. I was a kid say, "Oh man, but you got it. You have the yeah. it." Like they're, they're investors so good. in your exactly, bucket. and so they're, they they were always huge encouragers. So, of course, that's the first thing I go to, and then if I that doesn't work, it's just like, "Girl, what? Just dig through any. Yeah. What? What do you have?" But that usually gets me there. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. because the the pain has to be real it has to be able to be felt that's the thing about theater people want to come and and feel and experience if they don't want to i mean you can feel at the movies but there's a, a feeling in the theater that you literally you just can't get up and walk out
0: right i i can tell you that the own the only show that i have actually cried in mm-hmm. It was the musical Next to Normal. Oh, yeah. You know that one, right? People
2: and, love that show. There's and, a good reason for that.
0: Well, right. You know, the whole dysfunctional family, the mom with the mental illness and, and the and the breakup of the family and the struggle with the daughter. And, and I like, I literally, it was at the Fox mm-hmm. in um, 2011 when I saw it there and I, and I, fell in love with the the music and but i i literally i cried in my seat now my mom would be like oh i cried at phantom of the opera and stuff like that (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm like well no it's beautiful but i don't i mean that Mm -hmm. didn't move me to tears but next to normal did and then uh new line theater did it again several Mm -hmm. years later and it was still very good but i but i knew the story and i was like you know you know where it was going i was like prepared (laughs) right i and I was like, and I didn't cry again, but that's okay.
1: Well, I cry every time with Madame Butterfly, back to opera. Um, opera is you know, like, a
2: solid thing. A I, lot of people sleep oh, on opera, and geez. I love exposing like the little kids that I teach the opera. They fall in love when it's presented in a a way where they can process it instead of it being like this this lofty thing that nobody can touch Mm -hmm. opera's so good
0: well and i i would have to say that st louis um, opera theater of st louis is a really good job of their educational outreach because my son jacob who's now 20 when he was a fifth grader Opera theater had come through. Um, they they had done something when he was third grade, where they again took like a whole show. They worked at it, and then the kids performed it at school. And um, and his cool. music teacher was like, "Jacob did a really great job," and then um, recommended him to audition for their children's opera that they did. Yes. And this would have been in 2010. and um, brundabar and it was uh, the story of. Um, the opera that they create, the children's opera they created in the concentration camp.
2: Oh, goodness! In, um,
0: and I and I apologize, I didn't remember the exact which one it was. It wasn't Auschwitz. It wasn't Dachau. It was another one. And um, because it was, it was, the, it was a concentration camp where they had sent all the artists. And so, to keep everybody motivated, they created this children's opera. So the opera is like the story. Uh, that the that they performed right of the milk that you have to get, and you know the kids, and, and all, and it's all kids, and um, and of course they learned you know, about the yellow the yellow stars, and um, Jacob was in fifth grade. I have lots of pictures and video, but was even like like the icing on the cake was, um, it was I think it was called the Brunde Barba was the like the cat with the star, the actual survivor from the. From the concentration camp, who wrote the book, the children's book that the that Bar ended up being based upon? Blah blah blah. She came to the show, oh. and there was like Q and A and like stuff with wow. other other elementary schools. Wow. And so Jacob has a picture of himself with her. This this Holocaust survivor.
2: Amazing. I mean, oh what a fantastic
0: um resource we right. had here in St. Louis with oh, the kids.
1: Gosh. Um
0: so yeah, that was that that's was in, incredible. That was in 2009 and he did that. That was then... um
1: Oh my gosh. But not to Powerful. Well, that's educational like, on so many levels too. It was powerful know? as an
0: adult in the in the um in the audience cuz she came up on the stage afterwards with the kids mm-hmm. and to know that that she lived exactly what those kids were performing
1: I mean that's what I love about art is it is engaging on so many levels you know you can take it for its surface level and appreciate it for its just sheer beauty or you can really get in there and understand the story behind it and then and then when you like in theater and these other productions and you know understanding like They were all individuals and and pulling our own individual story into that art. There's so much that's going into it that makes that come alive and makes it true for everybody that's experiencing it. It's really phenomenal.
0: So you cried at Madame Butterfly? All the time. Every time still? Every
1: time. I have even seen productions of Madame Butterfly that aren't good.
2: And, still and I still cry. She's crying
0: for a different reason, though, because she's like, "This
1: isn't very good."
2: Like, I know it's just- to be so much better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, in truth, the story just—it just gets me, you know. So even it's if it's bad, you don't. You it's don't just, you don't need it to I'm be good. There. I know
2: where you're trying to get to yeah. and I feel it. Yeah,
1: I'm buying it. I'm buying it for now.
0: <laughs> when my daughter was 4, uh, uh Evita was on HBO. It was the Madonna yes. version with Antonio Banderas. And I remember every time I would see Megan watching Evita on TV at the end she's bawling. And she's 4 years old. And I said, "Megan, every time you watch it, she's gonna die." <laughs> it's not changing it doesn't change and she said she goes mommy it just gets me. The music gets Aww. me right here. and She like, you know, hit her chest and and it was just very very sweet. Oh, and you God. know, she's became you know, a saxophonist and piano player Cellist? and a cello player yeah. herself. She could feel it. But she could feel it and she would just like cry. Like maybe we don't need to watch Evita anymore. You know? <laughs> Where's the goofy
1: slappy stuff. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, I love that she was four and that was like her go-to. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. If it,
0: yeah, that's what she'd want to yeah, watch you
1: know. on television. Well,
2: it's like children that age, they they're not jaded yet right? yeah. so their hearts are most genuine of, most of them <laughs> their hearts are open and ready to receive their they're a walking raw nerve emotions mm, are at the extreme i love that term and I they, stole that oh from J Lo. She said that about herself. I was watching World of Dance the other day, and she's like, "I'm a raw nerve." I'm like, thank you, Jennifer Lopez. That's 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 what I need. Walking raw
0: nerve. Walk I also think nerve. the children are because their bodies are so small, and they don't know how. And, and the emotions oh, though yes. are still. I mean, they're they're they feel them. They're magnified because their bodies are small, as opposed to you and I. We're mm-hmm. older. We're taller, and
2: uh, you know, we have more we have, insulation. We, right. It has so, places to go. <laughs> places yeah. to go versus no, when the you're two ones. feet where else does it go it's capped right there yeah it mm-hmm. has to it has to so explode it's a full out expo- of you. and especially when I'm not really sure what's happening inside <laughs> but I know I'm upset that you took my juice <laughs> I don't have the words to tell you you took my juice but I'm very upset about it so now I'm just gonna scream yeah yeah, right. help yourself. I can't help myself. <laughs> okay, I don't know why I'm right. upset. So,
0: um, what was the first uh, theater musical film that you know brought you to
2: tears as a as a child? Brought me to up. tears. Yeah. Oh, it definitely uh, wasn't Lion King. I um, no, Megan laughter in Lion King. I know, I know King. a lot of people who are are sent. Oh, I know exactly what it is. It's so random. I was about mm, maybe fifth or sixth grade. Rugrats the movie oh my god (laughs) so Nickelodeon had this fabulous show called Rugrats I I spent all my time watching every episode (laughs) but in the movie Tommy has this once again with siblings siblings is my soft spot um Tommy's brother Deal Pickles Pickles. yeah (laughs) I remember he tried to get rid of them and give them to the monkeys. And I remember sitting in the theater thinking, no, don't give your brother away. <laughs> and I, the tears started to fall. And I also thought, what is wrong with me? What yeah. is happening right now? That's when you started again, tucking it away, right? I didn't. I didn't cry in public, which is funny because I was a separation anxiety kid. So Mm. I would I would have full fits in public because my mom would drop me off as if she wasn't coming back. I knew she was coming back. But eventually I moved past that, which went to the complete opposite. Uh, And so I sat there and I watched him try to give his brother away to the monkeys. He was like, you stay with the monkeys and left him there. And I was like, no, you have to go back. That was the first. That's traumatizing. It is. If you, I especially. Mean, if you really think about it, like <laughs> what—that was kind of reckless on those screenwriters. Oh, oh Nickelodeon in the nineties. So like, risque.
0: Like that's. Pre- I we could probably do like a survey out there of mm-hmm. other people oh, that yeah. were, traumatized. Were, still, were traumatized by Dill first, being given away.
2: That was the first film. And then I watched it again, and it happened. Maybe we just don't need to watch this. That's, that's a part of your bucket. Oh yeah, my said but I was, yeah. I was surprised that I was that moved by a cartoon that I had been yeah. watching this whole time and was never moved before now all of a sudden because there's a new baby in the picture I moved yeah. mm-hmm. maybe it was age but I, like I said, I think the sibling is a soft spot for me because I do love my sister so much. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And how, how many years are you two, two apart? Two and a half. Are you the older one? I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm. Two and a half years. I think it's a great distance. Enough for us to be best friends, but to still have some independence. independence and individuality. Right. right. Is she an actress as well? She is. <laughs> wow. She is.
1: Does she live in St. Louis? She does. Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> Do you she... ever compete for the same roles? No, it's really weird. She's drama on steroids. <laughs> so I always joke and say she taught me everything I know about acting. Because she has this ability to complete the story and it's 100% real for her. Mm-hmm. It, it, it. There isn't a moment where it feels pretend or it feels mm-hmm. fake. Okay, Um, And she's always been that way. We've had interesting stories of like random losses in our family of individuals that we didn't know. And most of the time you think, oh, that's sad. You kind of just move on. Oh, no, she's in full tears. I just think about all the times where I could have met them (laughs) and could have known them. (laughs) And I'm looking at her like, girl, that's not This it's not real. She's like, but it's real to me. I love it. And so she's been that way her whole life. So Um,
1: maybe is she maybe a little more empathic also? Is she picking up on the pain of others? She feels
2: she feels and is extremely sympathetic. Mm -hmm. If you're sad, well, I'm sad and how can I make you happy? Wow. So she's she's always been that way though. So when she said, I'm going to school for theater. The rest of the family say, oh, that makes of sense. Of course you are. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We're so glad that you're walking in the right direction. Finding an outlet for exactly. all that emotion. All of that. <laughs> she's, she's really cool. I love her. Now,
0: is it just the two of you? Do you have other just siblings? Just the two of us. Okay.
2: We don't need any more. Yeah, your parents were like, <laughs> oh, my parents are exhausted. I, that I was going to say. <laughs> to this day, we have to make sure that when we meet up, my mom gets a break. My mom's... Oh, bless her. Uh, Do your parents still live in Kansas City? My parents... It's funny. Everybody lives here now. Really? Everybody lives here now. They've all moved here now. Just randomly on their own accord. My mom got here first, and then I got here. My dad spent three years looking for a job so that he could come here and be with this loving wife. And then my sister stayed in Columbia because we both went to Mizzou. Okay, and we're legacy students. Both of our parents went to Mizzou. Don't know if legacy actually means anything, but it sounds fancy. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, and she stayed in Columbia and did some theater work there. And you know, I wanted to be a grown up on her own. And she moved here to St. Louis, and so we're all one big happy family now. In your experience, and how many, however many years you've
0: been here in St. Louis. Um, has the opportunities to be a working actress increased is it kind of
2: I wonder steady I kind of look at it as I've put in work people have noticed my work noticed how I work and how diligent I work and that's what's got me more work okay mm-hmm. I don't think it's more so an excess or an or extra amount of opportunities I just think that there, there are auditions that I go to year after year after year for the same company, have not been hired. They're excited to see me. I'm excited to see them. I put on a full show in the audition, and that is the last thing I hear from them. Um, but that's the culture of the business. It is also very weird um, when you look at the casting. But mm-hmm. they do choose? After, after the fact, and you say, oh, that was the vision. Are I okay, they loyal I to
1: certain—I mean, do you see, like, is there just a loyalty to certain actors and that's how that goes? Or what What do you see happens with that?
2: I do. The biggest issue is being an actor of color. Really? And walking in the room and, and hoping that somebody's vision is open broader. enough to know that people of color can be included in the story that they want to tell. Um, I think because— that a lot of our directors and producers are not people of color, it is easy that the vision is reflective of who you are. Because in my world and what I create in my head, I see little brown girls with curly hair yeah. because I am a little brown girl or was a little brown girl with curly hair. Right. Um so you have to push yourself to think how else can this story be told and there are situations like Hamilton people love Hamilton Mm -hmm. yeah Hamilton has all these people of different colors playing people who were white or white ish or white adjacent and, (laughs) adjacent. (laughs) and you know everybody loves it nobody trips off the fact that Yes, this guy is Alexander Hamilton. No, he doesn't really look like Alexander Hamilton, but we get the story. Yeah, right. So there are situations where stories are being told, and you don't have to have specific ethnicities, but directors and producers are choosing so, and it's it's, limiting, right? It's very limiting.
0: So would the would would a solution to that be to hire more directors that are uh, of color and women,
2: and yes, yes. And, and like, is that is that the next nut we need I to crack? I hope so, because that's even an issue. Yeah, I mean, women in higher positions is an issue everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't understand why because we do fabulous work. Yeah, we do. <laughs> women do yeah. fantastic work. We're very detailed, we get the job done. Um, when we're committed to something, we see that whole thing through. There's no walking away in the middle of it. And 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 people like to think that women are just emotionally driven. Yet we see males throwing fits off things yeah. that women are staying composed in, yeah. which is always interesting. Um but I think that there has to be that shift of seeing that women have always been capable and allowing them the opportunity to shine It's not even a risk at that point because we're talented, we're there, and we're ready to do the work. It's just a matter of, I think, some people being insecure of their own work or their own um, lack where perhaps she might take my spot or perhaps she could be better. Um, Well, I just had this thought that, you know, if you
0: have—is it it that the traditional people who are funding— the initiatives are normally male. Yes. Normally white male. Yes. So they're going to hire people that reflect them.
2: It's always a money game. So, how
0: do we get more women producers? Because I truly believe, if you have more of women yeah. in that role, Correct. they're going to hire the women directors. Right. They're going to hire. They're right. going to you know implement the be more open the plan and and mm-hmm. be more open. So how do we? I mean, is there even um, a fund? I mean, you know, like in the political world. Uh, f- to help women um, uh, who want to be candidates and run for office, there is a, a thing called Emily's List, which is some money that people that why women candidates. Why don't I
1: candidates- know about this? <laughs> well, it's, called, it, 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 <laughs> it's and, your
2: list, <laughs> and it's,
0: it's called Emily's List because it's called early money is like yeast. That's why it comes with Emily. Oh, early money is like God. yeast; it grows. Mm-hmm. So, how do we, in the arts community, specifically in the theater or mm-hmm. film, get women? Into that level of decision making, and even our friend Catherine Rose with yeah. the film Parallel Accords, she said to me or to us, she was like, "Really? Like the the fallback is there's not enough women right. representing movies to get into distributorships. You yeah. know, it's like we we have we have a lot here, we have some over here, but in those critical." Like, breaking through, putting my fucking movie in this theater role, it's still very held tightly by men.
1: It makes me think that some of these wonderful incubators that are starting to find roots here in St. Louis, and I'm, I'm sure way beyond St. Louis, um, that are female-centric. Mm-hmm. That Wouldn't that be wonderful if the community— Exactly, supported some sort of arts-related right. fund for women entrepreneurs I mean, is in the there, arts. Is there
2: a, a, Not a, a to my a
1: theater but I don't or
0: uh, theater company in St. Louis that's female-owned owned run. run? I mean, RS Theatrics is that well, female and it's slightly skew, has. Yeah. so
2: there are. But these are small, tiny. Yes, and tiny. and they're thr- they're fighting and yeah. they're they're giving all they have. And then you have on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you have some a listers now who you know have awards under their belts who are saying, "I'm not working on a project unless there's a certain percentage of women who are on the crew, unless right. there's a certain percentage of people of color on the crew." Um, to prove that there are people who want these jobs. You all have just been looking past them. So, and even that is still a small percentage, yeah. but they're making a vocal point of saying, we are tired of this and there should be a change. And you're not hiring people to meet a quota you're hiring talented individuals and i think that's what some people think that mm. they need to do is they need mm-hmm. to fulfill a quota well, right, we have our true. percentage well, why, why
0: don't we like switch the um switch it the the vernacular around instead of saying okay i want to have a minimum of 15% right, right, of right. women why don't we just say okay? The most white men I can use I'm, I'm going to use on my project is ten percent, right? And completely, and flip I it. need and I'm going to fill everything. I'm going to limit the number of of, of old white guys, mm-hmm. age forty five to sixty, to you know seven percent, and fill the rest instead of the the reverse. We're like, oh, I got to have. I gotta have thirteen point five percent women. <laughs> I have to. Uh, let's hurry up and. <laughs> oh god, let's get let's get those. Oh wait, she's a woman and she's of color. Fantastic. Double check, double check right. on that one. Right. You know, but I I also believe that it's like the theater companies. Yes, you know the theater companies and 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 to
2: to make that change. There are some to shifts take, to take happening that stand. in St. Louis right now, which I'm extremely excited about. There's been um, new people coming in to different companies. The St. Louis Rep has a a new person in charge, and she's fantastic, a beautiful woman of color. Um, I got to audition for her, and that was cool. Seeing her, I was just like, oh my gosh, this new person is so cool. Like, <laughs> oh, she's so cool. I hope she hires me, but if she doesn't, she's still so cool. But then <laughs> yeah. the vibe already feels I, I know shit who did. you're talking about. Yes.
1: I totally met her. And by the way...
2: We want her on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> I hope she comes. I think Hannah, I think, is her name. She's awesome. She's totally a working amazing. mother. Oh, fantastic. She comes, I believe, from Baltimore. She's so cool. Okay. Like, you just look at her and you feel that she's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. But auditioning for her. So you can tell, her, like, the vibe has shifted there, too. Yes. So auditioning for her felt different because I have auditioned year after year yeah. after year, booked, you know, one show with them. So the year after year did eventually pay off um but yes her being open and excited to see what talent st louis has um, and i think st louis has a
0: lot of talent
2: it's a whole heap of talent yeah in
0: like every genre yes. from authors to art to painters oh to, yeah to dancers to musicians yeah. to you know actors and actresses i mean there's just a lot here that um and because of our size, it's accessible he, for, yeah. for mm-hmm. us to like. Oh, hey, how are you? Right. How, how are you, Alicia <laughs> Rivera? <laughs> will, will you come on our yeah, podcast? And because, because yeah, and and we can go see phenomenal productions at at that are affordable, right? Because of our size, right? But I I should I think in no way should we ever discount. The quality and the quantity of talent that is here in
2: our... Because even our... the smaller ones are doing great work. Yeah. Which people like to assume that if you're a smaller company, your work is womp, womp. Yeah. No, oh, these people the, oh are my God, giving... Some of the
1: small companies that are underground are the most fascinating. You're getting... We saw some you're really interesting really things. Cool. I was to <laughs> yeah. say, you're
2: getting really cool, raw, different, unique. Yeah. Very true. Whereas your bigger companies... They want to appease, you know, well, and make sure that our subscribers stay. It's a business thing. So we've yeah, got to give you the Disney. stuff that you're used to seeing and that you really love to see. And we might slide in a weird show. Maybe, maybe not. That might be in our studio performances or our black box. Right. Where we get to but experience. you think
1: where you stretch things, that's where real change happens. Yes. I mean, I love to hearken back to an earlier part of the conversation. You had mentioned how. You love how art and science collide in this project that you're in, mm-hmm. right? For the Nine Network, right? And I, I like one of my favorite books to date is this book about art and physics and how the discoveries of that was happening scientifically com, perfectly complemented the same discoveries that painters were making with light, and um, and it's hard to like the chicken and egg concept. You, it's really difficult to say which came first. Did the painters really understand dimension first, or light first, or did the the, you know, the right, scientists right. actually understand time and space and all of that? It's a really fantastic book, and I love this idea that you know that art is this conduit to explore new discovery, and it can be science, it can be like transformation in society, it can be all these things right and and i and i I that's what I find so invigorating, <laughs> but I also find it extremely frustrating when you're talking about it being difficult to get a job being a woman of color, you know, when here we are practicing the very form that has the ability to enlighten us
0: mm-hmm. well, okay, so on following on to that, as well as adding on to what you just said in St. Louis we have we have a, a wealth and a breadth of talent and exciting stories yet the larger companies to, I would like to refer to them as white bread okay okay <laughs> white bread I know. and disney And you're, and yes, it's because they have this large subscriber base. They have to keep this happy. And oh my God, we're going to throw the same Meet Me in St. Louis musical up that we've seen the last (laughs) every every other year. But it makes everybody happy. And I wonder, and I question, and I, and I, and and this, and come with me here. I'm going to get this out. Is it because that base, that subscriber base? likes to feel that they are doing something for the arts because they're season seasoned patrons. Right, right. But heaven forbid you put something up there that might make me think differently about the world I'm living right. in. So How do you... Okay, I don't know how the executive directors <laughs> balance that because it is a business. Yes, and money is important. Money is so important to the arts. But when you and and I know we're just speaking theoretically right, here because right. none of us here have like unlimited pockets but how do you use art to manifest change in a world when the even with even within our granting institutions want to see how you how commercial your projects are before they'll give you money
2: to move forward right um it's, it's, a, it's a tough I mean conundrum. It, it is. Because one of the joys that I get is the moments where I do get to use my art as activism. Yeah. Where I mm. do get to put, you know, an uncomfortable situation in your lap and say, deal with this. You don't get to get up and walk away. You've paid your money, so I've already got it. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. You don't get, you don't get a um, refund. Right. Because, like you're saying, we have a subscriber base that we have to appease. These people love to see their shows, just like we all have a show that we hold dear to our heart. I want to see my show. I want to see it done right. I want to see it with these people. Don't you dare change it. Yeah. Because then it becomes you're ruining my show, which we all know my show Means absolutely nothing. (laughs) You didn't write it. You're not in it. It's just my favorite. You're not sewing costumes. Yeah, but you have an attachment to it. So when people want to change it and put in people who you've never seen in these roles, heaven forbid, Belle in Beauty and the Beast be a redhead. Oh, (laughs) oh my gosh, Belle would never be a redhead. If anything, that candelabra would be a redhead. People <laughs> yeah. have these concepts, and of course, I've paid my money. I expect it to be done right, mm-hmm. or ha- as my vision of it exactly. is exactly. Because I've, because now when we put money down, we have an expectation that we want met. Because yeah. I'm paying for a service, so don't, don't, don't mess up what I've. Right, I, right right and so i and i i understand that i i
0: accept it in a way you know i'm yes. a subscriber to one of those large mm-hmm. actually i'm a subscriber to two uh-huh. of those yeah. large yeah. companies yeah. but i want i guess i want to stress is for the people out there in st louis and in your other communities who listen to our podcast look beyond the traditional uh, big guys that are bringing in the the Broadway series or something, and find find your community um, avant garde, your mm-hmm. your little little off center, your your pushing the boundaries, your female yeah. uh, headed production company, and support those. Productions, at least see one give it a two. try. Give
2: it a Check try. It you out. might be surprised as to what you see, and then more importantly, what you like. Yeah, and, and, and I think in learn. St. Louis, I mean, you for can sure, learn. for sure.
0: You you can't really go wrong. I've not seen a show beyond the large production houses. Of anything that I've ever walked away going, well... That
1: was a waste of time. Yeah, that was a waste of my time. Yeah,
0: right. Right, I agree. Or that was a waste of my $15. I mean, seriously, you can see live theater for
2: $15 here in St. Louis. This is true. Yeah. I did The Gringo, which was a part of the St. Louis Fringe summer of 2008. We were the local headliner. And that show has so many layers. I fell in love with the show. I did workshop with the show. I put two years wow. into working on this show, working on this character. Um, and that show was done with Fly North Theatricals, which is a local theater company here in St. Louis. And I mean, the show broke St. Louis uh, French festival records with the highest selling in tickets wow in the history of the whole shebang i hate that i missed it i know oh well you would have because we were sold out hello i know, I know. <laughs> I,
0: And i mean I, back then i had you know children Yo, home i know
2: i didn't get to go out very <laughs> much before. that show left people it's not a show where you just go wow that was so great you get up and walk oh, away
0: that, you're, you're singing yeah. the song you're you're on the way you're out. stuck
2: yeah, And you you want to talk to cast members and ask them, yeah. what the did it. I see? I did every 28 hours, which was a fin- uh, fringe bubbles, which was a festival <laughs> with um, the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. They came here after the things that took place in Ferguson. Uh, um, and they wanted to cultivate a new show. And they do one-minute plays. And so they created, had you know, playwrights here in St. Louis write these one minute plays and they were timing them. So they had to be one minute. And we did all these one minute plays. And then we did a final piece written by Nicole Salter, which read off names mm. throughout the history of black individuals who have been killed by police officers. Oh my goodness. And you, when you, it starts in the beginning and it's like, these are names. But when the names keep going and the decades keep yeah. coming, There wasn't a dry eye, and I'm getting ready to cry now. There wasn't a dry eye in the house because you see how important this work is. You see, as the cliche, is this work. Yeah. But you see how powerful it is, how thought-provoking it is, how heart-wrenching it can be to face this truth that you cannot walk away from. We Mm -hmm. spend so much of our day finding ways to escape this. And for some of us, we can escape it. For others, We cannot because mm-hmm. it's it's their everyday reality.
1: Like if we've got our Netflix and our bubbles, we can escape for a few right, hours. Right, we can escape for a few you hours. Know? And I
2: don't I don't think that that's a problem. I think you need to have a moment yeah. mental health wise where you say, "I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't watch another video of this." Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not safe for me. Yeah. But I can find another way to fight it. I don't need to see it to know that it happens sometimes.
1: Yeah. Um, awareness is well, is important it's it is hugely right. important
0: and but art like, has been an activist's choice for decades for centuries mm-hmm.
2: i love that because mm-hmm. you can go back through time and see from the art yes the truth of it yes the bare bone marrow truth of it all which i think is scary sometimes because it says this actually did happen we can't erase it but if we don't acknowledge it, we end up right back in the we same do, we're spot. repeating it. Mm-hmm. But I love the beauty of it in that it is still art. Yeah. Right. Which is really cool because art can be so timeless. And we need to encourage
0: the use of art In our younger people and our older people, you know, because I mean, we all have we all have experiences and and to encourage people to use art, whether it's whether it's writing or painting or dancing or singing or theater or prose or poetry to express your story.
1: It's so scary because it's disappearing from our public school system. You know, like I think about I, I really feel like I was. A part of the era where it really shifted from learn learning learning about history learning about ideas in in a in a way that like was like logic oriented and that shift happened when I was quite young to it all being like test-based and a b c or d and this is what you know and so like I, I just remember as a young adult being very frustrated that I didn't understand certain concepts because my education had been very based on you've gotta know that this happened in seventeen seventy-six as opposed to knowing all of the things that transpired and the motivations and behind built up it, to and it built, yeah. right. Who cares about the date? You know right. let's talk about the real things that happened that that led to this 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 Moment of freedom, you know, or what? This is we can we can recycle this story and package it in many different ways, but uh, and, and I'm so frustrated that um, our lessons in history have been condensed to dates and facts, and I'm frustrated that arts are disappearing because our ability to tell those stories in a way that evoke emotion and understanding, and uh, they're they're all just being stripped away from mm-hmm. us the
0: traditional manners of how art was disseminated are are being changed and 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 sometimes changed on a negative and sometimes changed for a positive and i i really think our use of social media has reduced yeah. our interactions with people on a two-dimensional level and 140 characters or however True. long facebook or twitter lets us us right um, when you know a play can't be 140
2: characters I mean you did right. one minute you did one, one minute one minute plays and those were far beyond 140 characters. I know but still <laughs> you
0: had one minute plays that is that is such a short amount of time to character Make complete, but, point, everything I yep. mean we do yeah. improv and it's like we have four lines and, <laughs> and we're like that's longer than a minute because right. we can't get we can't okay who are we to Can each you other you
1: execute an idea in that time yeah.
0: but at the same time because we have all of these new ways, and we have new gatekeepers, if you will, with a Netflix and an Amazon right, and stuff right. like that, or a YouTube, I think there's there, there's not more, op- there's opportunity to continue to get your voices heard. Right. May not be, we may not be able to, you know, uh, go viral on the first video you do. Yeah.
2: But I know some, all the
1: algorithms to make that happen. <laughs> right? right, play the
0: game. You know, is your mama yeah. going to have enough money to pay somebody off so that you can have you know have your uh, video be the number one? But but I, I I like how you said you use you. There are times you use art as activism, mm-hmm. and I I think it's so important that we support and encourage our 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 fellow citizens and members here on this earth to share their stories through art, through song. For sure. and, and, And don't be afraid to write it. Don't be afraid
2: to write your story. I think it's the thought of everybody has their part that they can do. So you find your part and you do it. Everybody's not going to be at the protest. Everybody's right, not right. about the protest life. Okay. <laughs> when the, when the cops show up, it gets real. I've been there. Stopped I'm running real, oh my some day. Right. My husband has been there. We've seen it. We've seen the you know the the, the, the little, gas and the, oh my God. So everybody is not about the protest life because that's a whole nother shebang. But if you can write, do yeah. so. If you can act, find someone who can write. Because like you're saying, we now have platforms that everybody most people have access to. Yeah. So you put it on there. Let's see what happens. Let's see mm-hmm. if they're get if you get some circulation. Cause the goofiest stuff gets circulation. Yeah. The biggest falls get circulation. And we spend so much time scrolling that it is a simple retweet or a repost. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, thousands of people have I've seen, seen it. what you've had to say. Yeah. Now this goes on all ends of the spectrum yeah your good stuff or your, your, your good stuff, stuff. <laughs> yeah because we do live in a country where we are free speech-ish I yeah. say that because yeah. everything has an exception yeah. like I can't walk in here and say fire and walk right out no that's no. illegal right but I can say other things yeah and walk mm-hmm. back out and so that that you have to be prepared if you dish it you got to be able to take take it it. and a lot of us I think love to sit on the internet and dish 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 and then oh no no don't say anything back to me and then the arguments happen um but I I do find it the internet is its own creative space Mm -hmm. and the graphic designs that people come up with the the writing that people come up with, the the humor that people place and so things clever. that you never thought. Yeah. Oh yeah, the internet always wins. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's exciting to be
0: on this kind of cusp of reality that we mm-hmm. are on, you know? Um and i i look forward to continuing to see phen- you know phenomenal artists like yourself making change and and, and showing up for the protest but also showing up to that right. to that you know audition again and again <laughs> and again um and and also at the same time, creating your own production world. You know, mm-hmm. you have your stories to tell. Why do you have to, why do you
2: have, oh excuse yeah. me
0: Why do you always have to act out somebody else's story? Because if you if you wait
2: for somebody else to tell your story, your story won't get told. Exactly. There are there are overlaps in stories, but no stories are the exact same. Yes, we may have grown up in the same neighborhood, but your experience in that neighborhood is different than mine. Same thing with uh, growing up with siblings. You know, my husband has two different siblings. Um, His oldest sister is about five years older than him. His brother is a year, barely a year <laughs> older than him. And they all three will say, well, don't you remember this? And the other one's like, no, I don't remember. Because they all have cultivated their own experiences. What stuck for them stuck and may not have stuck for the other yeah. one. Um, So you... Have to tell your story, even if it's, you know, your backyard production. It doesn't matter. I loved that, that Brady Bunch over. episode
1: <laughs> where they put on the play for the family. I mean, oh, yeah. they had so oh. many kids, so they started <laughs> off
2: with a full production crew off the Yeah, yeah. It's like you just needed two people. You had a stage yeah, manager, but, but, a costume but designer. But think about
0: it. Let's go back even further in in uh, television and, and movie history. Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland, every time they had the kids that came together, they're like, you know, I watched this every Saturday at 10 a.m. There would always be a black and white movie, Mickey Rooney, Judy Garland, and it was some kind of group putting on a play <laughs> where there was, like, you know, the the Rugrat kids, but not Rugrats, right. you know. And I loved that. It was, like, because it all came together right. to put some show on. They mm-hmm. got to put a show on.
2: I, there are a few kids that still do that. I mean— most of them are like recording it and posting it now because they, they all different. have cell phones. It's different. But my sister and I used to, you know, argue over who the who was on stage, which was the fireplace. <laughs> and, it, you know, we also had I don't know who bought us this horrible Christmas gift, but we also had the little tykes uh, microphone. Oh, with the tape. Oh, yeah. That is they a actually, great gift for They sell that now. But it's funny. The cassette tape is fake. It's a fake cassette tape. Mm-hmm. There's a disclaimer on there that says, please do not put <laughs> a real cassette tapes in here. But we used to argue over whose turn it was on stage. Then one of the, the microphones broke, so then we had to argue over whose microphone actually was still in existence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, but we, you know, we had fun. Yeah. I think now I've, I see kids, the kids that I teach, you know, at um, Clayton Early Childhood Center where I teach music and at COCA, the Center of Creative Arts here in St. Louis, where I get to see these kids create and explore and play and pretend, and they are having the time of their lives, and then there's a point, typically when children go to kindergarten, where they realize, I don't get to play too much anymore. I don't get to pretend. I don't get to just draw everybody's critiquing my writing, and am yeah. I drawing yeah. the correct picture because
1: I' am not, they want I'm, to not
0: do. I'm not conforming to the norm.
1: play and pretend right. is a big reason why you started improv, Michelle. Yeah. like yeah. it's 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 such an important um way of ex- just releasing and expressing joy in a different way and connecting and with laughing. people. I, yeah, and having a good, good time. And so like even as adults, this is really, really right. important, and they start honing that skill out.
2: Quite young, but yeah. I like to give the moments because I have kids that like to tell jokes. Yeah. And of course, the teacher in me goes, But this is my time. <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm on excuse the stage. Me, this is my time. Me, this is a fireplace. I washed uh... my face for you. You should be looking at me. So I find my moments. My microphone works, right? yours doesn't. I, find, I am big. You are little. <laughs> I find moments where they get to have that. So I had a two year old who loved to tell jokes. Now, granted, a two year old jokes. That's impressive. A little, a little crusty. You know, your jokes <laughs> need to be worked on in and private, and then you bring them out to the public. Who's there? A carrot, right? (laughs) Oh, and and at that age, you're really pushing it with the knock knock jokes. Like you don't even (laughs) fully get the concept. But I gave him joke time at the end of our music sessions, which were only thirty minutes long. So then I'm going to truncate the rest of the lesson, which is fine. Or we'll just you know just adjust it a little bit so that you can have a moment. To tell your joke because you really want to. I don't want to stop you from telling yeah, your jokes. So, and then so I helped him write jokes, and we were a whole laughing riot We had a joke per month so that he could, you know, practice memorization. Yeah. Our number one joke was knock, knock. Who's there? Chick fil A. Chick fil A who? Chick fil A. That was the. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. This right. Is it, right. And, and, you know, for two and a half, two years old, <laughs> you know, that's that was, that was comedy gold. His friends ate it up. His teachers not so much. They just thought it was weird. But his mom appreciated yeah the you know, yeah. putting into what he enjoyed. You if it's encouraged. Right. Okay, you don't him. you don't like yeah. playing rhythm sticks today alright, I get it. It's not your thing. You want to tell a joke? I'll give you a moment to tell a joke. Now, you can't tell jokes because this is still my time. <laughs> you gotta play your rhythm sticks <laughs> yeah, until... Give me rhythm sticks first, yeah, and yeah. then I'll give you joke time. But there, yeah. that's that's an art within itself. Yeah, totally. sitting there, creating a joke, people getting it, laughing, and then you alright, cool, go to the next one. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. So I like to find those things, even if it's not my expertise to to invest in somebody else like if you're a writer and I have funds I'm going to buy your book I'm not asking for a discount mm-hmm. or for it for free no right. <laughs> you wrote it you took time to write this book support that art yeah. you went through and edited it and then you rewrote parts yeah. and then you edited it again Yeah. no I'm going to pay for it even if I don't read it I'm going to pay for it. If I can't pay full price, I'll give you a donation. (laughs) But I'm not going to ask for your hard work and art at a discount. I think some people don't understand that. They, They want to assume it's a hobby because it would be a hobby for them. Yes. Oh, I would paint if I had time, you know, just... Because anybody can paint. Oh, acrylics. Oh, I saw Bob Ross. I can do the one-stroke <laughs> painting. I would paint if I I've had time. I've gone to Pinot's palettes. Right. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Painting with a twist. I I'm can do fine. Yeah.
0: it. Fine, fine. So they think that yeah.
2: well, it, because it's we, a hobby.
0: Well, because we have commercialized the oh, yeah. act Crank of creating art. When and and we feel like oh we just have to follow this color by numbers thing, and Mm -hmm. we'll all do the same. We'll all produce the same widget. We'll all produce the same you know picture of the daisy. But when really when I mean art, like literature, everything comes from somebody's soul.
2: Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think back to you know the 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 real greats. You know your Beethoven, your Schubert. There was a concept of being called to do art. Yeah. Like this is your calling. This is your gift. There's nothing else that you would rather do and should do, right? In this world, as yeah. as we all evolve and yeah. become different creatures, and once. Once technology came into full force, I mean, the whole concept of being able to download. I was having a conversation with my mother-in-law yesterday, a Longhorn, <laughs> as we waited for Mother's Day for about two hours. Oh for yeah, a of table. course, because because you know she why? To eat you there. know why?
0: Because the dads aren't going to actually cook for their their mother. And mothers. she said,
2: "No, I'm going out. It's she was Mother's yeah. Day. Yeah, um, and she loves Mother's Day, so she deserves." Um, but having that conversation of she's like, oh yeah, you know, you you really want a song, so you buy the whole album. I was like who? Wait, well, sometimes you have to. And she goes, no, you have to. And I go, ah, we're thinking in two different generations. Yeah, you're thinking in CDs, and she goes, well, can't you still buy them? Well, yes, but Ish. as an artist Ish. and as a, a record company, <laughs> I'm not going to create nearly as many albums as I used to. Because it would be a waste of money. I'm not going to sell. People are streaming, Mm -hmm. which is a whole mess in itself. Yeah. Um, And people are downloading. And she goes, Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I love that she's willing to support the whole the whole project. And I miss I miss that effort of, you know, the album was a story. And remember, like I've I have a record collection, you know, and and you pull that record out and it has inserts and you could get literally getting and lost information. in that exactly. Artwork. The whole thing. So, you know, the lyrics and the music is art, but then the 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 container that it came in was part oh, of was telling so that awesome. story.
0: So, if we were yeah. to like create, like if we were to consume theater, yes, like we consume music, I would pay ninety nine cents to hear <laughs> half of the overture, right, and right,
2: and then I would leave, right. That's true, right? Yeah, and like even now, you know, your, that's your big, big shows doing. have to have an album your big musicals have to have an album like for the gringo Mm -hmm. we were you know we're not a broadway hit just yet but we have a cast album good for you because if you want people to know about your creation you've got to find all these little ways to say hello look what we've done and it's really cool and we want you to check it out yeah um which was i loved recording the album
1: So how do people find you? Do you have your own website?
2: I have a website and I'm getting ready to transition into like a bigger website. So right now it's Alicia Reve, A-L-I-C-I-A-R-E-V-E dot Weebly, W E bbly.com okay. I'm always on Instagram because who isn't? I'm mm-hmm. Alicia Reve on Instagram. I'm a underscore on Twitter. I tried to get Alicia Reve on Twitter and some somebody girl already has it. It's holding that bad boy hostage. Oh. She speaks French. She has one post. I did report her today um, because I want them <laughs> to yeah. get rid of her account <laughs> so I can have it. Well, oh. We will have all of all yes. of these well, of share connections we'll make sure to share on our us. website of and on our show notes, yes. so anybody can like connect oh, with yeah. you. Because I have things, you, have, I, you I have lots like to of find things. things to yeah, do. It's so true. I, I run at a crazy rate. I know, but I, I know. like that. I think, I mean, if it fits me, because if I don't have a lot, I'm a vegetable. I'm. It's, I'm it's in the extreme. The There's no middle. There's yeah. absolutely. I'm no the middle. same
1: way. I I much prefer. Fast pace, lots of irons in the fire. Yeah, we're awake.
0: There's only 24 hours in a day, so we should use them all. Exactly. Um, Yeah, Alicia. Yes, thank you for coming on our show today. Of
1: course, talking with us,
0: sharing your heart, your soul, your passion, your love, the bubbles, the the bubbles, bubbles. and I really, really want you to come back. Of course, Mm -hmm. because sure, part two. Mm -hmm. We're not stay tuned. Yeah, I think it's going to be like. 2.0 2.0, then we'll have 2.5. We can I,
2: chapter this out and we can section so that I can focus. <laughs> sure, sure. Today we're
0: just going to focus right. on X and yeah, right. because this has been yeah. absolutely fantastic, and yeah. you are amazing. It and we are so so fortunate to have you here in St. Louis. Thank you. I'm going to say that you know you're one of ours. I know. I know you're from
2: Casey. I know
0: but I would have to say that you
2: know we're, we're gonna, been here long enough we're gonna own you yeah, yeah a lot yeah, of people are like how long have you been here yeah girl You're you live here yeah yeah.
1: we are fans and friends fans for and sure. oh friends. cute
2: yeah that's a yeah. t-shirt <laughs> merch possibility hashtag <laughs> <fans> <laughs> and friends and friends i write <laughs> writing and then, down and then hashtag buy my book
0: <laughs> 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 and my pay for and it pay and, for it pay for it and, and,
2: and my album oh yeah go see it play pay for it and I love that yeah pay for it Dude, right. my, my uh, cousin just graduated with a graphic design degree she could totally whip this up for us
1: alright yeah, let's well, get well, to that, that, let's hook guys. that up hook cheers up, to that yeah, everyone some cheers to you alright well thank you everyone for joining us tonight we look forward to the next chapter in this conversation absolutely take care